0: But if you want something bad enough, if you have a strong enough why, and if you're proud of that why, you will get to where you want to go. Dear Year 12s, I got a bad Ater, and I'm okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to the Real Health, Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. I'm a girl in my early 20s, a personal trainer, and a soon-to-be nutritionist. I'm extremely passionate about holistic health and inspiring others to live happy and healthy lives. My goal and purpose in life is to encourage girls and women to feel good in and about their bodies. I interview some amazing women and share my own experience and knowledge in some solo episodes. Now, without further ado, let The Real Talk begin. You're listening to The Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Now, I want to start off this episode by thanking everyone who has been actively engaging with this podcast whether you just listen to it whether you've rated whether you've left a review whether you've shared it with your friends it means so so much to me and I really wanted to come up with a way to show how much it means to me and that I'm so grateful for the people who listen so I'm gonna have a little kind of giveaway thing um, I'm gonna have a box of all of my favorite things it's gonna be some beauty products some health products some food products um, a little box of like all my essentials if you will and all you have to do is screenshot you guys listening to the podcast, so in the podcast app, and then post that to your Instagram stories, tagging my Instagram at Ebony May Health, And you'll go into the draw, and then next week, um, we will find out who the winner is. And I will send you the box, and you can be from wherever, I don't care. I'm just so grateful for you guys, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome prize to win. It's time for the Real recap. I have had an interesting week. If any of you are on my Instagram, you would have seen that I went to the preliminary finals on the weekend to watch my team, Collingwood, lose. Um, If you guys watched it against GWS, it was a really low-scoring game. It was really wet the first quarter, very low-scoring, but we were really like, it was, you know, they'd get a goal, we'd get a goal, very neck and neck, like that for the whole first half. Third quarter, GWS just came out absolutely guns-lazy and had a really big lead over us. So by the fourth quarter, I went with my brother Harrison. He was like, okay, I want to go, let's leave. And I was like, no, 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 we have to stay, we have to stay. And I just kept imagining the theme song in my head, like, good old Collingwood. Um, And I just kept thinking, saying in my head, Collingwood has won, Collingwood has won. And it was so, so close. We made such a comeback. I think we only lost by one goal. Actually, we lost we lost by five points, so we lost by under a goal. And the point that we got, we were losing by a goal, then we got a point which I think should have been the goal. There was a big miss out we all thought it was a goal, so everyone was standing up. I lost my voice like because I was screaming. I had tears in my eyes. It was a very emotional night. But yes, we ended up losing. And now GWS and Richmond are in the grand final. And I just don't think I'm going to watch it because I'm going to be in Sydney this weekend. I'm so excited. So yeah, Jorah and I are going to Sydney, which is going to be very, very fun. So I'm currently recording this. It is Wednesday night. I'm going to edit it tomorrow in the car and then have it up for 7 a.m. Friday. Um, And yeah, that's what I've been up to. I'm getting ready to go to Sydney, packing, and I went to the footy on the weekend. So Now this is not a sports podcast and I feel like I do a shocking job summarising sport. I feel like sport and AFL fanatics will be rolling their eyes thinking that was an awful way to summarise the prelim game. But do with that what you will my friends. It's time to get into the episode and as by the title you'll have a pretty good idea what it's going to be. Um, It's getting to that time of year where year 12s are a you know, exams are fast approaching. I'm pretty sure it's always the English one that's first and it's towards the end of October, I, I believe. So that that time is coming up pretty fast. And yes, this um, episode is titled, Dear Year 12s, I got a bad ATAR and I'm okay. And that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about. So I'm actually not going to disclose the number of the ATAR that I got. And that's purely, it's not because I'm ashamed at all. Like if I was ashamed about getting a low ATAR, then I probably wouldn't be making a podcast titled, I got a bad ATAR, <laughs> um, but I don't want to say that it's a bad ATAR um, and a number in case someone else got the same ATAR and they think it was really good. I think it's all like relative and it's subjective. So I'm not going to say what I got, but alas, it was not good in my in my books. And that's all that really matters. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys what went down <laughs> in the preparation or lack thereof, um, how I felt getting that ATAR and then the events that followed. Um, so you can see that if you are really stressing about your ATAR, hope, I really hope that this eases your mind just a little bit. Okay, so let's go back to 2015 when I was doing my exams. Now, through the year, I did okay. Like, I was by no means, like, excelling, but I was doing pretty well. I was doing really well in biology. I was getting, like, in the 90% on the SAC. Oh, also, quickly, ATAR is, like, interscore, same thing. I don't know what it's called in New South Wales. Is it the same? ATAR? No, oh, it's VCE that's different. Well, I did VCE. Anyway, logistics aren't important but um yeah so the first thing that I think affected my mark and this isn't making excuses because obviously I am where I want to be but I do think what originally what I wanted to do was you can where at my school and I probably think all schools you can accelerate into a year 12 subject early so you do the year 11 and year 10 and then you do the year 12 and year 11 I wanted to do this with legal studies because by year 10 I decided that I wanted to be a lawyer Um, And I was really, really passionate about this and I really wanted to do it. I think partly what drove me was the fact that it sounded like a really, really good job and I wasn't really smart with numbers and stuff like that. So I feel like, you know, if you go, I'm sure there's some laws where you probably have to be good with money, but I mean numbers, but I'm sure that that, that I knew that there were, that wasn't going to be a huge detriment fee. So I was like playing to my strengths. I was very good at debating. It's very good at English and that sort of stuff. So I decided that I wanted to excel into legal studies to sort of like, you know, because they start saying this, I was 15 at this point, they start telling you to get prepared for your future and your career that you're going to do for your whole life. That in itself is just so much pressure. So I said to my teacher, I want to do legal studies. And then a few weeks later, they told me that that class is getting cut. So I didn't actually have the opportunity to do legal studies. And then I was talking to my music teacher. um, And we were really close because I've always done music from year seven to year 12. And he said, well, there's this class that you could accelerate into. It's about music industries. Um, and I was very interested in music performance. However, <laughs> music industries, I did it with my friend Bethany. And that's why we're so close because we, <laughs> we did this class together. And I laugh about it so much because both of us, like we're so not, oh, it's just so not what we should have been doing because it's so random. It's pretty much we learn to be like the sound guy or girl in this case. So like you do sound check, you start speakers and stuff. We learn a little bit about event management, which is coming in handy for me now. But it's all like sound and acoustics. And oh, it's also why I know how to edit the podcast really well. Fun fact. So it has come in handy. But nevertheless, it wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I ended up doing it. So because I did that subject, I didn't go super well. I think I got like a 31 study score, um, which is not great because everyone sort of aims for like 40s or above. Um, but 30, I'm pretty sure that's kind of average. Um, so I got 31 because it was a bit of a hard exam, but obviously that doesn't matter because it's all ranked. So I had that and then I, went, I was meant to do another five subjects because what happens is you get marked on the five and then you get 10% of the other. And what I, I ended up doing, literature, English maths and biology and the vet music industry so i didn't do a six which meant that i didn't get that ten percent so i dropped literature um, halfway through because i i don't know not halfway through sorry a few weeks in and i just said to mum i don't want the stress and i what happened was that i did literature um in year 10 but i didn't do it in year 11 so when i got there in year 12 um all these students had had the same teacher for two years And they all knew things that I didn't really know. Um, And although it was one of my favorite subjects, um, I, I ended up dropping it just because purely because it was so intimidating, not knowing, I guess, what everyone else knew. So then I dropped that. So that was what sort of put me behind the eight ball initially. I didn't get to do a class that I was really passionate about because I honestly think I would have done really well in legal studies. And then I also dropped another subject. Now, through the year, I think that I was sort of in a lot of denial. Like I was studying, but by no means was I studying Enough. Um, and academic wise, like I'm, I'm not really smart academically, that doesn't come naturally to me. I do have to put a lot of effort in. Um, and what happened was, I think I was putting an average amount of effort in and expecting an excellent result. Um, and so I, you know, I put in the average amount of energy and I got an average result, expecting an excellent result. But so that is sort of like that explained. So it was the night before we were getting our ATars, and my parents were really excited. I had a lot of teachers who were really excited um, about my marks. And I went to bed that night, and for the first time, I actually said to myself and thought to myself, "I'm not going to get a good mark." I just knew in that moment that I had not worked hard enough, um, and and I just yeah, I just knew. And so to make matters worse, I actually had a conditional offer to go and study law and international relations. At La Trobe University and that's what I wanted to do as I said earlier since I was 15 I wanted to be a lawyer so I worked really hard and I got this um, early entry at, but it's as conditional I had to get a 70 so it was that night that I, I knew I was like I didn't get the 70 I did not get the 70 I know I didn't I didn't work hard enough and I was so ashamed of myself so the next morning I woke up about 5 a.m and I think the results came out at 6 but I couldn't open it because it was so like backlogged obviously because everyone was doing it and I started working full-time at this point so I was clicking refresh 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 and then all of a sudden it popped up and I was hysterical I shut my laptop I was sobbing like fully sobbing because um, I got the early entry Latrobe the Aspire program they give you this little like like almost like plywood certificate so it's like really fancy and has like that you've got early entry and my name and everything and the course I was going into. I grabbed it and I smashed it on the corner of my desk. I broke it and I was just so devastated. My parents came out from the entire room. My dad had to call my boss, who was his friend at the time. Was they're still friends and said that I wasn't coming into work. And it was just honestly one of the worst moments of my life. Like, And that sounds really privileged because obviously, you know, there are people dying in the world. I just didn't get the ATAR I hoped I was getting. It sounds very dramatic, but... I was very, very, very upset. I think since I was younger, I've always known that academic, and I know this is a limiting belief, but I do know that I'm not natural academically, like naturally gifted academically, and I do have to work quite hard to to achieve good marks, and I'm fine with that because, you know, it's I'm not I don't don't have anything against hard work, but. I think that this sort of like reiterated the fact that to me that I thought that I was dumb. So it was just a lot of stuff like adding up and I was really, really ashamed and I just was a complete write-off of the day. So after I like sort of collected myself, my mum and I had a discussion. My mum called the university and was just asking all this stuff and we came to the conclusion that what I was going to do was go into a Bachelor of Arts Um, and then hopefully transfer into law. So if you go to university, you know that a Bachelor of Arts is just really like random. I'm pretty sure you just do all electives anyway. Um, And then you can transfer into your desired course. So that's what I wanted to do. I got into a Bachelor of Arts at La Trobe University, and I was just had my mind set on um, doing the transfer. Now, I actually had a gap year. I want to talk about gap years really quickly. Sometimes, I mean, I think the most common response that I get from people who haven't had a gap year, and, I, and they ask me why I did, and they, their common response is, oh, if I had a gap year, I just don't think I would have come back to study. Now, I have, feel really, really strongly about this. Having a gap year, I think, is amazing because you're getting a whole year out of school to know yourself, to learn how to be in the workforce and, or travel or do whatever you want to do. But to get to know yourself better, you've never really known yourself. Like since you were four years old, five years old, you've been in a school institution. It's you need time to actually know yourself out of that. And your goals and your why's might actually be different. And that's what happened for me. I completely changed what I wanted to do. But if you have a gap year and then you can't be bothered and you don't have the urge or the drive to go back and study, then you are going into the wrong degree so people who use that as an excuse, I'm not going to have a gap year because I'm scared I won't want to go to university. If you don't want to go to university, then you don't have a strong enough why, and you should not be going into that degree. It's amazing in this country that we don't have to pay up front for university, but we do have to pay. So don't let that make you think, oh, I can do a million degrees and it doesn't matter of course, if you want to do a degree, then do it. And I urge you to, and I know it's proven that people who have degrees actually earn way more money than people who don't have degrees, which I don't really think that that's right. I mean, in some cases it is whatever that's debate for another time, but if you don't really, really want this degree, then don't do it because honestly, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. And that's my view. And yeah, you'll probably learn stuff, blah, 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 blah. But that is a common response that I get. Um, so in my gap year, I was just working RGA, working um, 10 to 6 every day, loving it. I got like the fittest and the healthiest I've ever been in my whole life. And I fell in love with fitness and nutrition. And that's when I really pivoted. And I asked myself why I wanted to be a lawyer. And I honestly didn't even know why I wanted to be a lawyer. And that year gave me time to realize that I actually didn't want to be a lawyer. And yes, I didn't get the mark. But not getting the mark actually let me sort of picture possibilities outside that and when it came down to do you want to go do a bachelor of advice do you want it that badly do you want to then transfer into law and then study for six years to do law and international relations and the answer was no I didn't actually want that and I'm so glad that I got to have that realization so it came to the next year it was actually second round offers because I didn't change anything because I was a little bit scared but then last minute I changed it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to study a Bachelor of Human Nutrition. So I cancelled my arts. I went in for um, second round offers for Latrobe Trobe um, the following year and I got into the Bachelor of Human Nutrition. Um, and yeah, I studied that. And now fast forward three years, I graduate in a month. And I am super excited. Um, but I'm very grateful for the, for the reflection that the ATAR, the low ATAR gave me um, because it gave me time to think and I had to sort of, I obviously couldn't just breeze into co- the course. I had to c- give it more thought. Um, and then obviously that, that gap year as well, that helps me realise what I actually wanted. I strongly urge you to ask yourself why you're going to university and why you're going to, into the course that you're going into. I strongly, if this is like my advice, take it with a grain of salt. One thing I think you really need to do is have a gap year. And a lot of people won't agree with this, but I think that you learn so much in your gap year and it gives you time. We are asking children, literally underage children, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And I know you don't have to for the rest of your life, but they're big decisions to make. So I would actually recommend and advocate for having a gap year. And a lot of teachers won't. When I was in IGA, this is a funny story. Well, I think it's funny now. At the time, it was soul crushing. I was working in the Budlow, doing my thing, and a teacher walked in and he just looked at me and he said, In this exact tone as well. Oh, Ebony, you're still here. I'd been working there since I was 14. um, And I think he thought that I was going to work there for the rest of my life. Newsflash, if I wanted to, there would be nothing freaking wrong with that. People who look down on people in those sorts of industries, it's disgusting to me. Because where are you going to buy your groceries if all those people end up going to university or doing something different? Like, I just think it's so rude to look down at other people. And that's exactly what he was saying. And I know it, like the tone and everything. Um, so yeah, teachers might look down on um, gap years, but coming from someone who's had one and has benefited extremely from one has found my passion in one, um, I think they're really, really important. The other thing is that I know, as I said, it's great that we have the ability to pay um, the, the hex debt off after, or I think it's called help debt now, Um It doesn't mean that that's not real money. And you have to really consider like, do I really want to do this? Is it worth this? And I'm not saying don't be scared of the debt. I mean, I'm not saying be scared of the debt. It's a double negative. Ugh, yuck. Um, What's grammar? Um, And uh, yeah, I'm not saying to be scared of the debt, but I think that you need to make sure you want it enough. And you also, I actually made a speech a year after my gap year. to the the next lot of year 12s and it was in my speech I said you need to not only know your why but you need to be really proud of it and if your why is something that you're ashamed of or something that doesn't feel good then you need to find another path and I really really strongly believe that four years on I'm a month out from graduating a bachelor of human nutrition I'm a qualified personal trainer and I am so proud of my why I'm so ready to go out into the workforce and, and live and serve through my passion. And I could not be happier and more content with my life trajectory right now. Your ATAR does not define you. Your ATAR does not have the ability to stop you from achieving unless you give it the ability to stop you from achieving. There are so many things about you that make you more desirable and hireable that a bio exam is not going to be able to assess or measure. Your passion is not a fire that is easily put out. Fuel this passion and don't let anyone or anything like a low ATAR put this fire out. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try your best or poo-pooing people who have done really well on their Year 12 and gotten great ATARs. I'm simply saying that it's not the be-all and end-all. Dear Year 12s, I got a bad ATAR and I'm okay. I really hope that this episode has helped anyone in year 12 who might be really, really stressed. I promise you that it's not the be all and the end all. Um, It's honestly getting the mark that I got at the time. It was like destroyed me, but I now know um, four years on that your life is not limited and Yes, it might be easier to get into certain courses with a high IATR, but if you want something bad enough, if you have a strong enough why, and if you're proud of that why, you will get to where you want to go. And a number on a piece of paper is not going to stop you. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to enter the giveaway. I'm going to put in the description the instructions, and I'll be releasing that either next week or the week after, depending on how many entries we get. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful weekend and until then, I wish you happiness and real health.